0: Welcome to the first inaugural Pelotero pickle.
1: That was like way too formal. You
0: said Pelotero it pickle. It's like a rundown, but it's pickle. Welcome to the pickle. Yeah. Pickle. So, uh, we got five topics to cover today. Just some recap from the weekend, Twitterverse, Internetverse, everything that we thought was interesting. So, first topic. We've got an article about the Brewers and that they stink at hitting because they can't review video between at bats. Current rules with MLB is that they are not allowed to view video between innings due to COVID, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Do you think it's reasonable that they are not good at hitting because of COVID? Did you start laughing about that right away? Um,
1: yeah, I think it's, the. listen, I've talked to multiple people in the game and the problems go far beyond video review, right? Number one is people are, are just domed up like crazy because in a 60 game season, like everything's different. I was talking to a couple of my friends that are, are either coaching or playing still, like unless you're really, really mentally tough, like you're incredibly domed up right now. So the video... Almost has nothing to do with it, um, but it's just another factor because everything, everything's different, right? Playing 60 games, uh, you started late, you had spring training in the summer, you can't look at video. Um, you know, clubhouse situation's different. The way you prepare for the game is different because of it. Uh, bus times are different. How you're eating is different. So literally everything is different. Does that matter? It shouldn't but it does because people become really like incredibly routine oriented. So is it the video? No. Um, like, is it a combination of all of it? Sure. Like, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. The, the video, I mean, is it good to be able to review a video between a bats Should it be a crutch that you lean on every time you like make it out? Definitely not. The interesting thing to me about that story from John Morosi was that, Uh, I was just his tweets said. credit council said that they, that they're not talking to each other between at bats. Now that's something that I see happening. Like when I was coaching my travel teams and everything, that's something that just isn't happening. Kids don't pay attention. Kids aren't communicating uh, what type of pitches the guy throws. You know, I would have a kid ground out to second base and be like, Oh, coach, what pitch was that? I was like, you swung and hit it. You don't know what pitch it was. So, um, they're not even paying attention to their own at-bats. So how are they even supposed to communicate it to their teammates? I remember when I was in college, I was a leadoff hitter, and I would my goal my first at-bat was to number one, see as many pitches I could. If I got on base, great. If I made an out, I could go back to the dugout and say, his fastball looks like this, it moves like this, his curveball looks like this with this kind of movement, his change-up spin is this. Relaying that feedback is just preparing your team to win, and the fact that that's not happening at the major league level is baffling to me. Uh, is that like a an indictment of the the status of the game in the world right now in like travel ball in general filtering up to the big league level, or is it just we're relying on video and not human interaction
1: yeah, all of the above i mean i'm on a, I'm just gonna like frankly say this everybody that wants to talk about you know hitters are way better now and pitchers are way better now or all that stuff like I think hitters are way worse now than they were thirty years ago. Like I think people have gotten better at swinging. I don't think anybody's as good at hitting. I don't think you're ever going to see Tony Gwynn or Wade Boggs or um, you know guys alike that that come up and and just learn that know how to hit. I mean the game the game is indicting you for being a guy that you know hits 340 with 12 every year or like nine. Like you're 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 not even an opportunity. You're going to be told to be different. So. Um, I think that's making for a lot worse hitters to begin with, and I just don't think there's an undying need or desire to get hits, which is a problem to me. I don't. I think. I think the generation that's coming up is being taught to believe that getting a hit is not important, which is asinine to me. So, because the problem is when you're not hitting homers, and when you're not when the three run homer doesn't exist, i.e. the Brewers right now or whatever how are you going to score runs? How are you going to figure out how to make the other guy work? Like you, you become a layup, you know, you become a layup to the other teams and that, and I think that's, what's irritating. And that was, what was different about the 2015 blue Jays is we were just, we were so dynamic because nobody gave away at bats, even when, when we weren't hitting the three run Homer. And I think that got overlooked a lot.
0: Uh, topic number two, and Simmons. Uh, I tweeted about this, um, this play like, reignited my passion for the game of baseball. This play is like the embodiment of what being a baseball player is to me. Uh, I absolutely love it. Just, I'll give a quick rundown of what the play is. Run around, I'll two on first. Base it. I found out later it was uh, first inning. There's obviously two outs because it's the last side of the inning. So, two outs, bottom of the first, no score. Angels are already eliminated from playoffs. Base it to right. You guys can see the play. It'll be playing. Base it to right. Altuve is going first to third. Simmons works over to be the cutoff. Calhoun fires, hits a cut. Simmons deeks Auto spin throws the first. Run down. He sprints to uh, to cover second base because the second baseman was out in right field. Flash for the ball. Auto spin throw to home plate because he sees Altuve take off in the corner of his eye. Sprints, Dead sprint, madman sprint to the third base to cover the base there, and then Altuve gets uh, tagged for the final out of the inning. This play to me uh, – gotta- this – man, this play to me this- is just it, – it's one of my favorite plays I've ever seen on video. The angle of it is outstanding because you can see the throw. You can see his positioning. Um, I, I, I actually talked to you about this the other day, how this play – May, it actually made me realize why I like baseball yeah. because of, because of I, the way, speed of it. The I speed of it. it for the first time. Didn't realize actually told me about it. Never seen it, but right, well, I understood yeah. it. Yeah. Tell me what you got.
1: The best part about the play is the fact that he's thinking about what runners are going to do before they're doing it and understanding how his actions are going to cause runners to to react to what he's doing. Like, you want to talk about the ultimate cat and mouse game? Like, baseball is the ultimate cat and mouse game. And he's – from when he leaned back initially, like, he leans back to, like, pretend well, that he's going to let the throw go, the throw go by. So, automatically uh, – was Correa hit the ball?
0: Correa, yep.
1: Automatically Correa. Knowing Correa, too, like, he's going, right? He's going to take that extra base. And he's like, oh, no, just kidding. Like, the, he, know, he knows that
0: about Correa. Yeah. So, there's, there's background knowledge built in.
1: There's so much stuff going on, right? Like there's so much different good stuff and when that when that stuff becomes your normal, it's super cool because then you just see it all the time. That's why that's why Simmons is such a good defender. Um it's funny to me, dude. Like I all I would always think about those moments on the field, like think about how am I gonna create the play that I want by the actions that I make with my body, you know. Simmons is an elite, elite defender. And obviously that play proves everything about it, even more so than just the ability to make a diving play in the hole. And I think this is part of what makes him really special.
0: Yeah. The things that excite me about the play are that, you know, the the anticipation, the, just the game speed awareness, the factoring in what his eyes are telling him, what his internal clock is telling him, there's so much baseball knowledge and IQ wrapped up into that play that there's there's the the cutoff, there's the auto throw to to first, the sprint to get into the rundown because you know the second baseman is not in position, the auto spin throw to home, the backup of third. There's at least five different high IQ doing things right plays within that one play just for Simmons. And then you could say like the first baseman running in to cover home, things like that. It's just a phenomenal play on Twitter. I said, what makes a player like what drives a human being to play the game of baseball like that? And then my follow-up question is, why don't you play the game like that? Because for me me as a player, that was constant. It's that's every play The, The the mental game, the mental, um, aggressiveness that exists in that play should happen every single pit, every pitch, every single pitch. The, the physical game does not represent, it doesn't, doesn't give you the opportunity to make that play to physically execute that mental aggressiveness, but that mental aggressiveness has to exist every single play. So
1: you always have to be in search of opportunities for greatness that if you're not in search of those opportunities, then you're never going to find them. And to be honest with you, that I don't even think, he probably left that play, thinking how great it was, but because he does some other special stuff but I, I think this is part of the problem that i'm I'm just seeing all over the place is like guys like are just players in general they're not they're not getting exposed to things like this because they're too worried and and listen, you know this is not a this is not um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, God, I can't even think of it. But I want to say something when something's like bad about technology. Uh, it's not a that indictment. Indictment on uh, on tech, but we've we've gotten to the point where you know we glorify data-driven stuff and and like look, there's nothing pro- there's nothing wrong with the data, but the data has to has to create better baseball players. Period. Like, how do we create better baseball players? That can't get measured ever, that play we just saw. Like, nobody can measure that. The only thing that can measure that is your brain and your eyes. That, Like, that's what makes baseball the greatest game in the world and will continue to in perpetuity. I have a hard time – I have a hard time uh, – ex- we have a hard time explaining ourselves because that that's, like, stuff that really makes us, I think, get excited about the game and tough to see that, but – you know, yeah, there's, I, wish, there's I wish more a, kids would pay attention to plays like that.
0: There's a lifetime of knowledge in that play, and it's just fun to see it all play out. Uh, next topic: Jose Altuve looks like he's uh, Space Jam. They took away his <laughs> secret sauce. Jose Altuve, this this clip on Twitter. He, I, I mean, big. He tries to do a spin throw and throws it like halfway down the first baseline. Uh, can't 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 make a pick. I mean, he whiffs on it just straight up doesn't even touch leather, Uh, drops a pop-up. He's domed up. What do you do when you're domed up? Because this dude's not not feeling it right now. I'm going to preface this by saying I think Jose Altuve is
1: one of the nicest people I've ever played against. Like literally, genuinely just a nice human being. Like one of my favorites. It's so hard to see a guy like that go through this because I know – how big his heart is and how much he cares about the game and he it's affecting him in more ways than you can understand and and the scary thing is and it's you know similar to as soon as you get accused of something like no matter what that people are just going to keep pointing the finger at you so even if they even if you're telling the truth you know even if you're telling the truth like the the problem is when you take it personal And I'm sure Jose is taking it personal, which is, it's, it's miserable, man. You don't want to wake up the next, like, you don't want to wake up in the morning. So you stay like, you stay up as late as you can. So the next day won't happen. Um, Most people sit at home and are just like, well, what kind of problems could he have? He's making millions of dollars to play a game, blah, blah, blah. Like your problems are relative to you, man. Like perspective is, is, is an important thing to have. and, And most people don't have it when they're, when they think of somebody that's, you know, at an elite level an athlete or anything like that. They just don't imagine that their problems can be as significant to them as any other problem to, you know, a middle class, low middle lower class American could have. And it's tough because you're in the public eye and when you care so much about something, it's I, I feel terrible. And I, I you know, in so many ways I wish I could talk to him and say, Hey man, like I get it. <laughs> you know, I I get what you're going through and um you don't have to wear this burden on your shoulders. And, like, you, I mean, you just see it in the way he's playing. He's not having fun. Like, I, I've watched him play. I, I haven't watched the Astros play almost at all, but just seeing the things that are happening, you can tell he's not having fun. And when somebody takes the fun out of it for you when you're used to having it all the time, its you wonder what you're doing it for, you know?
0: Yeah, he's definitely playing a different game right now. He's not playing baseball. He's playing, like, don't hate life and that's tough um i want to give a shout out to steve springer right now friend of the program we all know we we know steve um he talks about the two two guys confident guy not confident guy like this is a clear example you got jose altuve the all-star second baseman who does magical things on a baseball field and then you've got jose Altuve. yeah jose altuve the uh just if, you're, if your mind's not there, if you have distractions in your life, you got to figure out how to address them. And yeah. um, it's it's not easy, it's, it's really hard. And I honestly, we can go down this route. Um, my senior year of college, I, I spoke with a sports psychologist. I was injured, I was domed up, I was not in a good place in life. Um, going to seek help, nothing to be ashamed of, talk to people. It, it just honestly saying it out loud sometimes is all you need to just let that weight come off your shoulder. And this dude's got, you know, hundreds of thousands of people every single day, critiquing him, criticizing, just wearing him out. Yeah, definitely to to your point, And then we'll move on to the
1: next thing. Don't be afraid to talk about things. And the thing that I learned, and I, I may or may not have experienced some difficult things in my life. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> but, uh, one of the things I learned when I, I went to to see my my therapist after the whole 2016 thing was most people have a tendency to try to suppress their problems. Right. And that's literally what, like what people do, they're like trying to avoid all oh, this little things growing in my head. And they're like, try to hide it behind a wall somewhere. That's probably the worst thing you can try to do because that thing's still going to exist. And it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger because you're in denial. Um, Part of getting over stuff, part of dealing with stuff, the best, at least for me anyway, and I'm not saying everybody's the same. is like you have to address it and you have to own it and take it for what it's worth, and, and then things become much easier to manage. But uh, for sure, definitely, the ability to talk about it's huge.
0: Absolutely. Next topic, you, Darvish. No idea what we're talking about. Is he a pitcher? Producer Patrick thought this one was great. Uh, says he has 11 pitches. Screw it. He threw it. Let him tell me what it was. So, Darvish, I mean, he. do you need 11 pitches as a pitcher? Probably not. Um, this dude's got some nasty stuff. To me, these, like, 91-mile-per-hour, just whatever this is. Is this a knuckle curve? Is it a – I think Patrick said it was a knuckle curve. 91 mile per hour knuckle curve. What do you do with that?
1: Funny story about uh, you. It's funny when I say that. No me? Reason. You, Oh, you.
0: You know the fellow's name? Yes. Well, then who's playing first? Yes. I mean, the fellow's name on first base. Who? The fellow playing first base for St. Louis. Who? The guy on first base. Who is on first?
1: He's like, he, he, like uh,
0: he's on first. Yeah, who,
1: <laughs> so anyway, uh, a hitter that'll remain unnamed uh, told me a funny story about this guy. And he was like one of the guys he couldn't handle um, at all. Like He just said he was one of like those five to 10 dudes that he just felt overwhelmed by right and that's fair like everybody's got their guys i mean i've never faced starfish which is also weird um but if it's one of your dudes like and he's he owns you mentally you have to do something to like try to let him unown you so this guy just casually like Took like a full step up in the box as Darvish was coming set. And he said he could like see Darvish like kind of panicking. He stepped off. And then as he was coming set again, he he mouths to him, basketball like that. And then he had to call timeout. He was like, no no, timeout. So, you know, now you just start playing a game with guys like, but to, to the point originally of 11 pitches, like I'm sure. If you can, if you can throw strikes, that's all that really matters. Throw 56 pitches if you want. I don't care. Like, do you have the ability to throw strikes? Because at the end of the day, like, if you can throw five fastballs at five different velocities, they're all different pitches, right? Is that fair? I
0: would agree with that. Yeah.
1: They're all different pitches. So, how do you command them all enough to just throw it over?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Darvish is. Uh, he's got some filthy stuff. He'd he'd be a tough at bat. But again, it has to be a strike has to be tunneled effectively, all that, all that kind of stuff. So last topic, last topic, you're a big NBA guy. I'm not a big NBA guy. I am a big body language guy, nonverbal communication guy. Uh, we got, uh, Dame Lillard, right? What's his name?
1: (laughs) Damien. Uh,
0: that's what it says in the tweet. So Dame, uh, I'm just going to go heavy on the record here that I'm not a fan of LeBron. I'm like the the person, yes, the basketball player, cannot stand watching him play. He's like the biggest freight train on the court and acts like a baby. Um, One thing that I always look for is eyebrows. The tweet is, put some respect on my effing name. Dame's been like taking people down. He plays with such a chip on his shoulder. And when you see the eyebrows down, it's like an old Clint Eastwood thing. You see the eyebrows down. What versus up? LeBron used to, especially when he was younger, LeBron used to play his eyebrows, used to always be high. Always like this, palms up, begging for stuff, versus just being, just be the heel. Just be the bad guy and dominate on the court because that's what you're capable of. That's what you sh- you should be. Dame's just, ch- he's out taking names right now, and I love it. This guy's without a doubt my
1: favorite player in the NBA right now. It's not close. He has been for a couple of years and I think it's such a disservice to anybody that's not on the West Coast that doesn't watch him play as much during the year. Because he embodies all of that stuff you're just talking about. I think
0: it's you know, the only other
1: guy that I can really think of that was like that was Jordan. Um for anybody that watched The Last Answer in quarantine. It's just a it's a special dude who once he gets in competition just finds ways to to make it about figuring out how to win
0: game on the line who would take the last shot me that's a dumb
1: question me day in and day out for no other reason than he wants to um you can go out and find external motivation things that'll 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 drive you a little more and i think partially that's kind of what he does you know he had the He'll just take anything that anyone says and use it as motivation. They could say, hey, man, like, met your mom today. She's the nicest lady ever. And then i will be like, you talking about my mama? Something like that, you know? (laughs) Like, whatever. I mean, whatever. Whatever. you have to find – a lot of times the great ones just figure – because it's the thing that people can't possibly understand, and not because they can't understand it. Like, professional sports seasons are long as shit. Like, they're so long. Like they're just six months is forever. It's Groundhog Day, dude, over and over again. And the thing that becomes incredibly difficult to understand is when you have all this other stuff around you, right? Whether it be your family or your uncle or your, you know, sponsorship or your endorsement or your cars or whatever, like you have a million different things going on. Like at some point, it's really easy to lose sight of why you started playing and what it's all about. Like what, like what you're actually doing, making $23 million a year or whatever for your fifth straight year and your team stinks and you're, you know, you have no chance of making the playoffs. Like, like why, like what would make you want to post up other than the fact that that's the thing that you care about more than anything in the world. And that's what, I think makes the special one special and that ultimately is how you turn franchises around and, and make them winning teams. Um so to to the point of Dame, like I'm excited about them being the eight seed because it's gonna he's playing your boy LeBron in the first round, so fireworks, man. You never know.
0: It is what it is. One one other thing I wanna point out about about this clip is that it's uh it's focused anger, it's not like belligerent. Emotional anger. When he gets mad, he gets more focused, and you can't try to do too much. But it it needs to fuel your focus. Not like if you get mad and you just start trying to do too much, that that doesn't do any good. So it has to be the right kind of anger. And I think, you know, competing, having the external focus stuff. One thing that these guys do that the elite guy, the, the guys that I've been around that are the best and most impressive. They have such an ability to turn a negative into a positive. They're, they frame every negative as a positive. So I think something happened the other day with him where he miss, didn't he like miss free throw shots to win a game yeah, or something, and guys were coming out of the clouds like dogging him for it. And he's like, "Man, I must have really hurt them for them to care about me that much." And he just made it all about how much they are inferior to him, and he's the alpha. And it was and just in the next game he yeah, like,
1: dropped sixty-one and then fifty to essentially put the Blazers in the playoffs. Like, yeah.
0: But there's that story about um, Ryan Braun that, that Heath our guy, Adam Heather, told us. Yeah. Braun, Braun is like a rookie after spring training game. He's like, yo, man, I almost hit two bombs today. And guys are like, dude, you you popped up to left twice he's and struck over, out over twice. He's 0 for 4. And he's like, dude, I almost had a great game, though. It's just this unwavering positivity and ability to to not see the negative and everything that every failure they have is that close to a success and something epic. So, it's such a feel it has to be learned, right, yeah, for, for Lillard to to do that, the other, just recently uh, to to spin that people dogging them, and it's just a really good example of of how to do that. So, you got any post show?
1: My post show is
0: got yeah, hit tracks open.
1: Hit tracks open. Yeah. It's happening. Like this is there's conversations going on. I think a couple people posted some scores. Got my HT hat on right now. I mean, I have to hit this thing. I got to get these blisters
0: right. So, what's the what's your participation in the Open? You're you're full fledged. You're you're signed up. Yeah. It's gonna hurt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know how many how many people are signed up? It's, it's a twenty oh, yeah. twenty thousand prize money.
1: The, the uh, registration's still open the rest of the week, so it's over 34, 35 right now. Word on the street. And I'm going to call Olt out live television right now. Not live, but post-headed. Olt said he's coming up here with LJ to hit this thing with me.
0: So we're going to record that. That's good. Uh, So 30-plus hitters are signed. It'll probably end up being 60 by the end of the week, I would
1: say. (laughs) It'll be fun, though. I mean, the problem is I have to hit off that machine. I'm the worst hitting game player ever. Like, thank God... I don't know why any hitting game we would play in practice, I would get just steamrolled. So I'm, I imagine like I'm not getting out of the first round. Mike's got me like already in the championship. He's like it's you smart. and Hawk are going to play against each other in the championship. I'm like, I don't think you've ever seen me in practice. Like I'm not a good practitioner.
0: Yeah, I know they got uh, down here in Texas. They've got down at the Constellation League. They got a hit tracks machine down there. They're gonna have one here next door. So yeah.
1: I'm I, I navigated those waters for everybody,
0: by the way. Oh, Boy, I'm There's gonna get. To, I'll get to see some of the action live, which I'm excited to see. You want to hear? Want to see some loud noises? Uh, You're almost eligible to play. You only have to have played professional baseball for the last two years. Yeah, but it would hurt. I, I'm physically. No, I, I mean, think, you four I don't think I could. Here. I don't think I could hit a ball 90 right now. So I probably wouldn't win this the competition. So That's very good, hard. very good. Pickle, nice job. Oh, terrible pickle. See it. Oh, terrible pickle. Ow.